0: Hi, I'm Stuart Huff. At night, I'm a stand-up comedian, but during the day, I spend my time roaming through junk shops that hopefully smell like mildew. I'm not looking for antiques. No, I'm looking for items that spark my curiosity. And if they're the right price, then they come home with me. This podcast is accurately named Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. All right, here we are. Another episode of uh, Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. I, I'm I, I'm learning the title. You're nailing it, man. We're getting there. Each episode I do, I'm screwing it up less and less. You're gonna start to like it soon too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you think so? It'll grow on me. <laughs> yes. I, the things I like about the title that uh, appeal to me just innately are it's bad for marketing. That's good. That's <laughs> right. My, my first CD was called uh, The Pressure of Your Expectations is Overwhelming. <laughs> that's, wow, that's bad. Isn't that horrible? Yeah, that's that's just, such a bad title. The, it's so bad. <laughs> a, second, a second CD was called I Don't Think I Believe Us. Horrible title. Uh, it's better than the first one.
1: I like that as a track title.
0: Yeah, that's a track title but you should have seen the ones i uh, rejected oh my god <laughs> so uh, you know uh, I, if i had a really good title for this podcast it would go against my branding of bad you know i
1: yeah the other ones have not been you've been getting better over time
0: i've been getting better i guess yeah, reluctantly
1: the, the name of your the name of your uh, shows in the at the fringe are pretty are pretty the, solid the, and the yeah.
0: the fringe shows i i'm i'm better I'm not good, but I'm better at naming friend shows and am CDs for some reason, because I think in my head, no one's going to listen to my CD. I'm, you know, in my head, like, it's just me. I can name it what I want. You know what I mean? Cause I might give a copy to Lowell, you know, and, and that's <laughs> it. It doesn't occur to me. Someone would buy my CD. So, but people are going to come to my friend show. So I guess I better name it, you know, I can't name it, just something really crazy. I don't know.
1: Let's start the show, man. Let's do it. I can't hardly see you because I got this, this, today's cool thing. Uh, Let me, yeah, let me, I'll move
0: it so we can get some, but first I want to describe it, but okay, I'm I'm excited about this episode. We have... Uh, Lowell, one of my good friends who I met after a show in Dayton, Ohio, and Lowell and I are philosophy junkies and human nature and what's going on. And there, it's a horrible, horrible world. And look at this beautiful (laughs) crap. Can you imagine how wonderful humans are? Can you believe we've been doing this to each other? Lowell and I have figured out all the problems in the world multiple times
1: right and you just did it right here in front of me without the uh without the recording running so i know we lost an episode to <laughs> not just only, this room
0: not only an episode but we had figured out several major human issues
2: and have already forgotten what we were right going i don't to remember them.
0: i don't Damn. remember it's like that northern exposure episode where uh what's his name figures out a cure for uh shingles and then forgets it <laughs> that's a great episode i don't know the show Northern Exposure? Another show. Oh, my goodness. You've mi- you've missed something. I'm
1: Tom, by the way, guys. He's not... It's if you want to introduce me, I'm...
0: My friend Lowe's here from... Uh, <laughs> and Tom Simmons. <laughs> Tom and I have been doing shows. We do all kinds of... I love working with Tom. We. I just... I can't say... Enough good stuff about Tom Simmons. I liked him before I knew him, watching him on stage, and and now we're good friends. We do shows together. We learn from each other.
1: American Heretics. That was another great marketing. American hey. Heretics.
0: <laughs> that we did the American yeah, Heretics was, tour. Uh, I know, and we had to quit doing that because there was it was annoying. The following got so big. Right. We had no privacy. Or privacy. <laughs> <And> <laughs> does sarcasm, the sarcasm. The security. The sarcasm come through these mics. Can you pick up sarcasm? <laughs> Hello. Tom and I are really close. He knows my Waffle House order. Now, the item I have in front of me right now, let me describe it to uh the, the audience here. This is a first of all, it's a lamp. It's a working lamp. It's got a cord, you plug it in. It's got the the cool uh you know, like you pull down chain. and It's got three bulbs,
1: three different pull down chains. Each bulb its own pull down chain. It's like the original dimmer switch.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I like that about it. There's something about that. Each one has a pull down chain. That I kind of like right. about this, and I have the other light bulbs. I only have one light bulb in it right now, but I took them out and so they didn't break in the car. And then I oh, this, so the other two in the car. All right, now the base of this thing is two chunks of wood. They're pretty heavy. Uh, it's they're kind of dark brown. Uh, octagon. I guess this shape is octagon, and they're and they're they're glued in at an angle or or, or connected at an angle kind of to each other. Now, the, the stem of the lamp is the reason that I own this thing. It is a artillery shell. Now, Lowell was in, the, it was a Marine for 10 the years. Armies. Army, 10 years, right? This is some sort of artillery shell. Am I right? Yes, sir. It looks
2: like a three-inch shell.
0: Three-inch shell. And it has got... Three turn. inches? Wait a
2: minute. that's You're going across the base.
0: Oh, it's the diameter? The no. diameter. And Cause this is, And it's got a dragon. Car, carved in it. It's that, a, that is it's a dragon. Yeah, you have to kind of turn it around. Make you
2: wonder if it was a naval shell.
0: Really? Well, maybe why? on
2: the Chinese station or
0: Huh. I didn't think about that. Okay. Let me turn this around. There's the that's the head of the dragon.
1: Okay. I thought it was a snake. But the bullet the missile or whatever it is. What it is might it? Be the artillery shell is is what would you say? That's two feet, two and a half feet tall? Two feet? One and a half? Uh, yeah
0: yeah, maybe. Two feet. Yeah, it's one and a half to two feet. We should get a ruler for this stuff. That and it's very heavy. I mean, this lamp is has got some weight to it. And I don't know—is that the shell? I guess it was, is it that brass casing, brass casing, and the and the solid shell a, at the it, top. It's a dragon. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Or it's is. a sea monster, but <laughs> it's hand—you know—carved. Someone has has uh, basically taken a shell and made a piece of art of dragging a sea monster on it and then made it into a lamp
1: right what's the did it come with a lampshade or no lampshade no lampshade the lampshade is like a a thing that it's ripping into
0: now let me i'm going to move away from the mic for a second
1: all right it's it's uh it's kind of cool looking but it's i don't know that i would buy this i don't know what made you buy this it's heavy Now, this would be, Lowell, would this be filled with explosives, or does...
2: I I don't know. I don't know. It's possible if it was a high-explosive shell. We were talking about modern shells before we came on, and a lot of them use just kinetic energy as opposed to high explosives. Right. I I don't know if that's solid shot. My guess is that that would be something that would have been filled with powder and meant to explode on impact. So so it's just like a big bullet? Um... No, since a bullet is just a solid shot, I'm presuming the top part of it, the shell itself, not the casing, is not solid. I I don't
0: know that for a fact. Because it looks like the actual shell that the lamp's made of looks like a big bullet. Yes. I mean, you know, it it looks like a shaped at the top. It comes to a point. It's silver, and it's got a brass casing. And on the brass casing is where they've carved somebody has carved this dragon or this sea monster or something and i'll the it attracted me for multiple reasons but let me pull out let me pull out something else now this is the first one of these that i bought okay this is the first one this what is that dude what does that say on it okay this is a casing an artillery shell casing
1: Oh, that it is. It yeah. looked like a like a some sort of like a and on here we like have chalice. the on the
0: lamp we don't see the bottom, but on this we see the bottom, which gives us Lowell can tell us this codes, you know, shell codes. And it says on here Verdun nineteen eighteen. So this wow. is World War One. Wow. Right? Now and it's definitely someone has like hammered a design into this. So, this is a casing from an artillery shell that someone has decorated now this they heated up right and stretched it out so it it looks like a chalice. It looks like you it's again about what foot and a half two feet tall, but like a tall boy like a yeah, yeah. it looks like you could just hold it up, but this place they've melted <laughs> down you is perfect for the hand to grip, you know. And it's it's not near as heavy as the lamp because it you know it's empty it's just the
1: have you ever like cleaned it and drank out of it no you, no no desire I wouldn't
2: to?
0: be I, I wouldn't be against that but it's
2: can you I, picture a battalion meeting every year or every five years for decades afterwards of drinking from that <laughs>
0: right, until right. the last surviving member, the last, the last one to drink from it. Take the last drink,
2: yeah. And then some all family member took it to the consignment shop after their death. And, uh, right, and then I see it. And
0: now you have it. And then I'm holding it up going, <laughs> what is this? I saw that in a junk shop and thought somebody may, at first what really pulled me into it was, what is that word on it? Because uh, someone has verda, verd- It would be Verdun, right? Yes, Verdun? Yes, I keep in hell. Head. It was a, a battle, right? Yes, and, yes, a horrible battle. Horrible battle. Yeah. Okay,
1: so that was used to kill people, probably. And then they were like they were somebody was picking up from around there and was like, Huh, eh, let's so, turn
0: this into a right." So I, I do some research. I found that one first. I thought it was really neat that someone had made that, and I would just. just you know, it's a shell. It's a cartridge shell, artillery cartridge shell thing, whatever you call it. And someone has maybe taken a hammer and a and made a, a design out of it and then wrote and written Verdun in 1918. I thought it was gorgeous, handmade, interesting thing. I buy it. I put it on the shelf. It's neat. I like it. Right. A couple years later, I'm walking around. I see this lamp that is shaped like a bullet that we've already described that has the dragon on it. And I think, wait a minute. That's another shell that someone's made art into. I
1: see where you're going with this.
0: So then I, I get on the internet and I, and I go, it's called trench art.
1: Trench art.
0: They call it trench art. Have you ever heard of that, Lowell? No. Like when you say trench art to me, I well, would think— Well, what I've read is this, and I'm no expert. So if you're out there listening and I make a mistake, I apologize. But here's what I've read, especially World War I, World War II. Right. That's when this trench art was really heavy. Now, there's some Vietnam stuff that I've seen and a little bit earlier, but World War I, World War II, where there were literally trenches. There were the men in trenches.
1: Like all you, quiet on the Western Front.
0: Right. You didn't have battles 24 hours a day, seven days a week. A lot of it was downtime. Sure. You're in a trench. There are shells everywhere. Right. They made art out of these things. It's trash laying around. They made things. A lot of it was matchbook covers, useful things. They would your matches would get wet, so you, they would make a cover where you could put your match matches in it and and with a little clasp. And a lot of it would write their name to their wife on it or their girlfriend or, or their buddy or or draw a picture of a dog or whatever it was. And then you'd have a little case for your matches so they wouldn't get wet,
1: like so, people do with their with their phones and stuff or their yeah. You know, like now they have a little.
0: They have a little thing with a design, a little leather pouch for your cell phone. You put a sticker that means something to you on it or whatever. Right. You know? And some of it is elaborate. I mean, some of these guys were artists in a trench designing something that is just, here, let's pull this other one out. This, to me, is just. So
2: under the most horrific circumstances that you can imagine. Yeah. The human propensity to make art. There you go. To create.
1: Right to find beauty. There you go. One of the guys that helped Einstein figure out the math for how the universe works was in the front in Russia. And in between battles, battling and stuff, he did the math and two two really helpful equations that helped him wow. prove some of the stuff he was working towards when he was working on the relativity. This is exactly
0: what I like about this stuff. I mean, this is human beings. On the like you said at the front, on, on in a trench, they're in a battle. This is horrific gore. This is and they, and then they make art.
2: Death could happen at any moment. At right?
0: any moment, you could you could no longer be there at any second, right? And this is what the human mind really reaches out. I want to create beauty in the world. I pick up a piece of trash, right, and I'm going to carve my name in it.
1: Is that beauty or is that just boredom? And I'm just gonna do, you know. Well,
0: if it was boredom, they could have masturbated. You know, they could have done anything. They could have stared at the sky. That's my go-to. Right? Yeah, staring, yeah.
1: staring at the sky. Yeah, mine too. They could have. They could have done anything. <laughs> uh, hey, like while masturbating. Yes. The 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 the. I'm surprised. I was thinking more when you were saying trench art, like. Guys doodling and 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 uh, drawing on a thing. I didn't right. even think I, mean, but like,
0: I don't I, I mean I don't know. I'm I'm assuming this that you don't have a lot of paper. Well and know?
1: it rained incessantly
2: with the cordite. Right. You see seed clouds.
0: Yeah. With cordite. What's cordite?
2: A chemical you use in gunpowder. Okay. So that's when you seed clouds and try to make rain, cordite is what what they seed the clouds with. And then you add the percussion of the artillery it rained incessantly it just rained that's why constantly. every picture you see of world war one is mud incessant mud so why do we not control they the weather more.
1: microclimates if we can control the weather why do we like they've because seen it's,
2: it doesn't work that well seeding clouds is something that went out a long time ago because it actually doesn't work that well what, what you're doing is putting particulate matter inside the cloud because that's how raindrops form right around that little bit of particulate matter And then that gives it mass and it drops. So that was the idea behind it. Mm -hmm. But with all that particulate matter in the sky at that time, then you already have a greater propensity for these clouds to rain, and then you add percussion to shake all this loose. So
0: it rained incessantly. I read that, actually, in an article on trench art. (laughs)
1: That's so neat, man.
0: Yeah, I read that. They were talking about trench art because it was constant. They were just talking about the misery of being in a trench. How horrible it was. You could have died at any moment, like you said. Battles broke out, all that stuff. But it also rained nonstop. And then this article I read, in parentheses, they kind of said why it rained all the time. You know, and exactly what Lowell said. So here's the other one I own. And this one uh, is just incredible to me. This is a little longer than the Verdun one. And it's darker. And I don't know if they did that on purpose or if it's just old. But they've made like a... They've carved like a bonnet in the top, like a you know little banner looking uh, end, like uh, of top and bottom. And then in between, they've put, I mean, it's got to be hundreds of thousands. Is that a wing? Tiny little indentions in it, in this, to make a pattern. And then they carved a Native American. Huh. Wow. Yeah. There are no words on this one. And the bottom is also gone the bottom of the of the shell so they they've either on purpose or maybe that's just it blew out maybe the bottom blew out or something and this is what they had what do you mean they carved it like it, it looked- they, i'm assuming they used like a hammer chisel or they could have heated it up they could have heated up the metal it and appears
2: to be carved in relief right it, like they, it's they've taken re- away
0: that's the word i was searching for this yeah. is relief and the same with where it says verdun right it's they 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 carved it in relief, yeah,
1: how do you carve away the metal like in a in a while you're in a trench? I don't know No, this the, Verdun is actually pushed out
2: from the
0: inside okay, so they 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 h-
2: hammered it from the inside,
0: huh I never noticed that so that
2: isn't carved it's it's been hammered
0: so some uh, somehow i mean that's this a, isn't
1: this one has the indentions uh, in the
0: inside too wow, so, if, so we just found something out hell of a technique what kind
2: of tool do you use to I, what do you how do you be able to assert that kind of force in that smallest yeah space? i mean
0: that's two inches
1: you're getting
2: of course you have all that time yeah and nothing else to
1: do right and his body's burning you can go over there and melt this on uh, you know what i'm saying
0: yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> nice yeah. picture <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> I just, I, it's like a guy's over there heating up a what, whatever you'd use on metal, you know what I mean? Right. Like just on a big pile of burning Germans or whatever. Oh, it's just horrible. I don't know what makes my mind. Say <laughs> I that don't know what stuff. makes your mind. I
0: like your mind. I don't know what made it. <laughs> I where Lowell's mind went is is where I think about this. Is you put a human being? You know, we have all these stories. Tom Hanks is on an island. Uh, you know, we have all these a lot of great. Literature through time—the only human left. You—you you put a human being anywhere, and they are eventually going to make art of some type. They're going to create something. You know, I think it's innate human behavior. Yeah, has that been a theme that you've had before? Like, yeah, that- I had a bit on this on one of my CDs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My my—the uh, bit that I did on one of my CDs was—it became. Uh, just looking around, it's hard. It's very difficult to find an object, a man-made object. Okay. Something we created that doesn't have some sort of art. That was a great bit connected to it. Yeah. And my definition of art is, is large, you know, like this stuff that these men have carved out of these artillery shells is art. I mean, this is, you know, they took time and effort and they had a vision in mind and they created something that was meaningful to them. I assume, you know, but to me, it's also art. If you, if you make a sign for your yard, let's say, and you decide, you know what? I'm going to make the edges curved. I like a curved edge. You could have just cut out a piece of wood and wrote Tom on it. But you thought, eh, I'm going to take the extra time because I like curved edges. That's art. Anything you've done out of aesthetic where you just say, I like it like that. An embellishment that's unnecessary. It's unnecessary, Right there's you, no practical purpose. You go outside of your home, you walk downtown, you go to a coffee shop, whatever. Stop and look around at your environment. Almost everything you see in front of your eyes, we've added something to. We've put a color on there that isn't necessary. We've made a gutter. You put little flowers on the end of a gutter. What's the point of that crap? You put little flowers on a gutter? Who what you, you want the birds to enjoy it? I don't who's climbing up to look at a gutter? But we do this kind of craziness, you know, it's beautiful to me. It's one of the things about human beings that constantly gives me hope is that men in a trench could sit down and create something like this, you know, and then care so much about it that I'm assuming this too, they're going to wrap it up, put it in a backpack and bring it home. They didn't toss it. You know what I mean? This, you I'm assuming this, at least some of them brought this, you don't make a lamp in a trench he carved that and then brought it home and constructed it into a lamp. Am I right or wrong?
2: No, I think you're absolutely right. And, and one of the things that speaks to this is any group trying to assert its will over a people or another group invariably tries to control the art.
1: Hmm. Really? Think about it.
2: What has ISIS done? Any place they've gone, they've destroyed ancient temples, ancient art. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Taliban early on in the two thousands was was destroying those big those huge Buddhist um, carvings into the
2: beautiful gifts to the world, and they're destroying them. Right. Um, What's one of the hallmarks of what we would call the Dark Ages? The church controlled art. If the art wasn't about baby Jesus, you couldn't make it. If
1: it was secular, you weren't allowed to make that art. So what yeah. art like what art was made in that time? Like what that's sort of from the trenches too. Like you're lots not allowed to make art. Do what yeah. was?
2: are lots lots of pictures uh, of the Virgin and right, various yeah. saints and or and then you come all the way to modern times the Soviet Union, the art had to be about the proletariat's mm-hmm. conquering
1: But then what was the under, was there underground art? Like, 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 like there's this invariably. like, yes. Right. Like there's a suppression of art. So where does that, what does that, what art does that create then out of that suppression? Like, is that, I I mean, I don't know art. I don't know. I don't know that much. So uh, when you, uh, when you go back through time as an artist, is there in those time periods, is the art of the sort of of the proletariat, the art that sort of survived through time and that people look at as great art? Or is it the underground art that was sort of suppressed at the time that is now like, oh, this is what art was of the time?
0: Fantastic question. Yeah, it's a, a good question. Answer, I don't that's know. a
2: fantastic question. But you know there was always subversive art. Of course. Yeah, of There's
0: course. there's got to be subversive art. Oh, anytime someone tries to control something, then there's going to be a group that goes underground. I'd be know. interested,
1: like, through time, like if the – sort of whatever, the da Vinci's that worked for the kings ended up being the top guys, or if it was that suppressed art through, through time, which one, yeah. Which one endured?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would too. I think it's an amazing question. I don't have any examples or, or an answer at all. But well, you can look at
2: Michelangelo, if you've read The Agon- Agony and the Ecstasy or watched the movie. Mm-hmm. He had a desire as an artist to create one kind of art. Mm-hmm. The Pope had a different vision for him. Right, yeah, and he was more
1: or less an indentured servant to Pope Julius. So they had to make their they had to make their money. You know, what I mean, that's how they couldn't just you had to have sit have around and make sculptures. Yeah, you had to have absolutely. Benefactors. Yeah. Yeah.
2: but he would go back after slaving for Pope Julius and work on what he wanted to work on.
0: Right, yeah, in, and I have friends.
2: What time he had to himself?
0: You know, I it's just I, I mean, we all as comics we know this. You you know you you don't want to go on the cruise ship, but it's good money, right? So you do what needs to be done. You go on the cruise ship, you know. Actually, th-
1: there, there are comedy clubs. Now. I don't want to tell everybody that, but there are yeah, comedy yeah. clubs. You know what I mean? You just can't. Some of the there's, shows. You- there,
0: yes, there are clubs. I'll say that. There are clubs I don't want to go to. I'm not, it's, not, it's, not where, it's not where my art <laughs> yeah. is, is, is going to be appreciated. But I go because they pay well. And I go and I do my thing, you know, and whatever. But then there are other places where I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to go here. For the same reason, because that's why I'm know, heading
1: to, like, I'm going to go. Bananas you're going to go week.
0: bananas this weekend, and, and I, I, we haven't even talked about it at all. But I know you're looking forward to getting there. Of course, yeah, yeah, it's a good club. It's you know where artists are appreciated. Where you don't have to paint pictures of the, of the Virgin Mary if you want to. You can paint another picture. If right. you,
1: you can paint a different
0: picture of the Virgin can, Mary. You can paint <laughs> a different picture of the Virgin Mary if you want to. Yes. And the owner there will back you up. You know, the Pope didn't.
2: Well, I, I can suggest that at this particular point in time in America, what you do is subversive art, because there certainly is a large fraction of the population I would think Trump voters would love to suppress. Yes,
1: what you're saying, and vice versa too. I got it. you. You're honest, y- you know. y- yeah,
0: definitely, yeah.
2: Liberals try to shame people into not doing mm. their art. I, I think the other side is is. <laughs> A little more, more straightforward if, uh, in their yeah. attempts to suppress you, uh, yeah. rounding up and putting people in camps is a right. thing. That,
0: Especially throughout, history. throughout they, history, they have not been subtle, right?
2: <laughs> not that not that there haven't been violent leftists; there absolutely have. But yeah. it, it tends to be the exception rather than the rule. Yeah, definitely. Violence on the right is is much higher up on, on their list of uh things to do. Yeah, they'll they'll get to that quicker.
0: Uh, researching this trench art. And learning more about it, this, these are the only pieces I that I own is these three. But do you it, use this lamp at home? I, I when I, I have it plugged in at home with the light bulbs in it, and yeah, I have like a little workbench kind of area where like a, a little table and a you know where I, I frame things or whatever. You know, it's where I keep the hammer and all the tools and stuff. And it sits on that. So when I walk over there and I'm like, if I'm going to frame something, I'll turn all those lights on you know, so I use it as a lamp definitely, you know, but I didn't buy it as a lamp. I mean that there's, it's the art that's connected to it. That is what I'm interested in on it. You know,
2: what does it do to your imagination? Just to wonder how many hands it's passed through. Yes. The person who originated the piece of art.
0: Yeah. All three of these pieces I bought in a junk shop and all three of them the person that worked there or was, you know, che- that I it was at the checkout, they had no clue who they, who they were. Because all three of them, I said, even the Verdun one, I, I said, do you own this? Like, is this your family? Oh, no, I just work here, is what she said, you know. So I was like, ugh. Because I kind of, I wanted to talk to someone. I wanted to say, hey, who, you know, where did this come from? Did your grandfather, great-grandfather make this? You know, I wanted a story. I have no stories on... On any of them, I don't know where they came from. So therefore, my imagination them? is left to just run free. You know, I can yes make it up in my own head.
2: Nice. Yeah, I immediately thought that there's you know, the forty second infantry
0: meeting and mm, drinking from right. this to be, their memories. Be a big chalice. It looks like a chalice, and I've I've oh, seen other out. this melting of the uh, of the shell and stretching it out like That's that. Incredible.
2: Yeah,
1: can't imagine the heat. What? Well, what? Well, I don't know what brass. Melts would they come at, in yeah. hot, like when they after that when they're landing? Are they sort of sitting there smoldering or whatever after they blow up, or are they or do you have to heat well, them up this later?
2: This is the shell casing, so this is what would have popped out. You know, after you fired the round.
1: Oh, the would rain. it be hot? Yeah, they come out hot. So when they come out hot, you
0: grab them and you. They're oh. not hot enough to
2: do that. Oh, they're just warm to the touch. You can burn your hand on. You don't grab the brass right away.
0: Right. So somebody put that on a fire and yes and burn and and they did and i mean when you look at the way we'll put it on the pictures on the website but it it seems like it would be kind of hard to control you get something that hot brass that hot that is going to melt and stretch like that i mean i don't know it just seems like it's pretty you know evenly done all the way around fairly accurately done it seems like that would in itself be kind of difficult
1: I'm trying to picture ways they held it like over the fire with like at first i was like oh it'd be like on a you know pair a big pair of tongs but maybe like the end of a bayonet would you put your gun that close to that hot a thing i don't think so
2: in world war one of course there were forges because there was still whole horse cavalry in world war one okay so there would have been forges at the battlefront or just behind it to make okay. horseshoes right so there would have been no problem at all Finding, yeah. you know, a, a spiffy huh? Who, who could probably do that. Yeah. What's a spiffy? A spiffy.
0: The What he's saying is like you, you would have a tool that you could okay. actually, like you said, like big tong, the tool that you could hold into the fire, right? Where you would make the horseshoe, you know, or whatever was needed. So that would be around, and that's World War I. I don't know the, where the Indian, I don't, I don't have a clue what war that was from. Or the, are the lamp, you know, but the more I researched the ones that, that have a bottom, like the, the numbers on the bottom of the Verdun one tell like someone like Lowell, who knows they tell you information. So it they appears
2: can, to be a 75 millimeter shell. That's all I can take from that.
0: Yeah. So, you, you know, you can, you can learn, but the, the lamp one, the bottom is covered up, the native American carving is there's not a bottom. So I don't know.
1: Oh wow. Did you try to look it up and do research and stuff on them or did you just be like, Oh, this is Uh, neat? Well, I
0: just I just kind of I put I don't remember even what I Googled, but I just Googled something like shell with art on it or something just and it it trench art. It just pops up trench art.
1: So that's a whole thing that people do when they collect is trench art.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if the collectors named it trench art or what what it was but it's, very, it's it's amazingly common. Really? Do
1: they have, like, yeah. trench art shows? Have you ever been to a trench art no, show? I no, don't,
0: I don't know if they have that or not. I've never seen that. But, like, when you go online and just search trench art, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff for sale. I mean, especially Spain and, you know, the the U.K., a lot of this. So they did, this wasn't just three lonely artists that found themselves in a trench that regretted joining the military. This is men who on a regular basis looked around and said, I'm going to make something out of this cartridge, uh, this shell, you know? I wonder if
1: there's uh, the the same percentage of art going on now. I mean, we're not in trenches, but they're sitting on bases or they're, you know. I don't know. I
2: mean, does the culture support that kind of leisure time activity? There's so many other things to fill our time now, and even troops in forward deployed areas have iPhones yeah, they and, do, and things that that would mm-hmm. take up their time that might preclude that kind of just like it does in, in the rest of society now. How many people are just sitting around taking the kind of time it takes and the time commitment to make art? Right. I don't know. That's... Unless they're compelled to do so, they're true artists. These may these are probably not people that ever were going to be artists for a living.
0: Right. I don't. It doesn't seem circumstance that like... made them artists. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that they're well done, but that I don't I don't look at that and think, oh, that's a future Picasso. I mean, that's someone who wanted to write for Don because they were there and they wanted to remember it and the year, you know, and they just made something.
2: And you may die at any
0: moment. At any moment. And this. Yeah, are
2: Welcome
1: to the show of doom and gloom. You can die at every moment. <laughs> you said it first. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, sorry. <I'm> just
0: <laughs> yeah, you said it first. I forgot. I there's a uplifting uh, message for the listeners. <laughs> there, there's a uh, this always cracks me. Tune up. Tune in the, next week unless you die between now and then. <laughs> well, I, th- I I consider that not worth saying, but it's obvious. Right. I mean, you, <laughs> do we have to repeat that to the listeners?
1: Your only we don't need not you. to listen as if
0: you die. Yeah, there's a, a rock in Kansas that I visit whenever I'm going through. The, I forget the name of what? the town. I'm, listen to this. This is beautiful. One of my favorite <laughs> uh, rock. There's a rock. It's a boulder technically. It's larger. It's a boulder and it's in a cage. They have a boulder in a cage in kansas well nothing more dangerous than a boulder running free Ah, it's right are they worried about it
1: escaping they can't just put it behind the gorgeous story i
0: love standing there there's actually two places two of these tourist trap places that i like in the same town i'll remember it in a minute the name of the town in kansas this rock that's in a cage and that is what they call it it's a a rock Rock in a cage. cage it has like native american uh Writing on it, old, 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 right? And I, I think it's Native American, I'm not sure, but it's got old, right? And so they had the boulder there, you could visit it, and then kids started graffitiing the rock. So then they put it in a cage so the kids couldn't write on the rock that had been written on, you know, which I just think is gorgeous. I don't care who you are. Native American, that's graffiti. What they did, they wrote their names on it. They, you know who, we don't know what it says, but they wrote something on it. Right. And then kids came along and wrote something on it. We just don't consider what they wrote as important as, as what the native Americans wrote. Cause it's not as old. Right. But you give it 300 years and all of a sudden Metallica is going to mean the same <laughs> as I love Sue or whatever the native American person wrote. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's, we, we put our names on shit. We climb up on water towers and write, Lowell loves Donna. What, why'd you need to do that? Who? What, you could just tell Donna.
2: You've done that? I
0: don't. I'm just. We, I'm just. A-
2: actually, there is a water tower story. Wow. When we were graduating from OCS, we got extremely inebriated. No. I was a part of a little group of guys called the Gang of Four, and we went to the base water tower. You know, every base. How many Every of you, were many you guys were in that group? Uh, yeah. Actually, four. Even though we were in the military, we could count. Okay. <laughs> so on a, on, on a theatrical night, it looked like a movie night. Thunder, lightning, and we're drunk. Uh-huh. And two guys ascended and put our class numbers on in, in huge letters. And we used duct tape to do it. Really? So that the next morning's formation, they were checking everybody's hands for paint. Because they presumed we'd painted it. On. Oh, wow. wow. And we kept walking to the back of the line because they're looking at us. They're, they're presuming we've done it because we've been caught doing many pranks up to that point. Right. And then they get to us. They're horribly disappointed that there's not paint on our hands.
0: <laughs> uh, the, the, what? Did they,
2: could they ever prove it? Never could prove it. Did Never you? prove uh, it. I, I being... did not get pulled up to the colonel's office by uh, a fellow who eventually became a uh, major general. Right. At the time, he was just a major. He said, oh, low, I can't do anything for you this time, buddy. They caught you. The the colonel's just mad as hell, buddy. I don't know if you're going to graduate or not. And he drives me up there, and I walk in, and all they did was have me sign uh, a, a pay voucher. And he's in the door laughing, just laughing his ass off. Uh Because I pulled several pranks on him. So this was his Uh (laughs) prank. But I happened to know that he had a very jealous wife. So at graduation, which was a couple days hence, I got a very pregnant specialist for to walk up and look at him and go, That's him.
1: That's the Ah son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So I did get the final laugh. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I love that. They should have That's, just assigned you guys to go up there and pull it down. If they knew you did it, they should have go up there and take that down. They, they couldn't prove it. But, but it doesn't matter. They could still assign you to take it down. Well, they could have. Right? But we're all you, What, what you're saying
0: is let's just, all Pretend. Not, let's just all know who did it and not say it, and now I'm, a, I'm assigning you four to go take that down. But my question is why, why take it down?
2: Oh, they left it up through graduation. Everybody, oh, everybody was. In, everybody enjoyed the joke.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't understand this. I guess it's like suppressing the art. Like, I mean, I've seen graffiti that is incredible. It's 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 amazing, and I've seen some that I I hated. It was horrible. But it's all art. No. Yes. Whether I liked it or didn't like it, I'm not the judge of art. I'm the judge of what I like. Well, some people are specifically
1: making art, and some people are just like I'm gonna. I'm just going to mess this thing up. And How
0: do you mess something up? They're just spraying the sp-
1: paint. Out. They're not like, I'm going to go here and paint my tag. They're just like, you know, Ugh, spraying for, the just a, if you want to a mess jerk. something up, I
0: think a hammer would do a better job.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying, you can tell some of it's just not an artist. I think on all graffiti
0: craft. has a, I think all graffiti has a, a, an aspect of it that is like the joy of vandalism. You know, there's an aspect in, I'm going to, I'm going to spray paint my name on a box car, you know, and then it's going to be hauling ass across the country. It's going to say Devin on it, but that's you know? not art. That's whatever just,
1: I have. I just want to put my name on. Something. I think that's art.
0: I would, I don't, I'm not saying it's high art. I'm not saying it's Mozart or something like that. <laughs> it's Mozart. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying it's gorgeous Van Gogh. I, I'm i saying that an animal raccoons didn't write their name on a box car. Giraffes don't do that. Human beings. Why they you know Tom got hit by a car okay i am going to tell the story, okay, Tom got hit by a car two weeks ago, and yeah, and it is amazing that he's fine the, the every he, everything's fine he's got a little sore knee you know a rib might be broken there's a little pain there that's right? not everything
1: fine that's,
0: that's no, but you got hit by a <laughs> you got hit by a car
1: I got pain and suffering i got a call i got a call well, oh yeah Daggett. i'm sorry oh, I, got, I got I'm sorry <laughs> no. Tom got
0: obliterated by a vehicle. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're right. You're right. That's another friend of mine, Tom, that d- had no damage no, at no, all. No, no, no. <laughs> on, Tom, he's not the same guy that I knew get, before the car wreck. Right. You see
1: me walking up the steps. It was it's like, definitely. Oh. Wow, I was help
0: carrying you. Yeah, of course I saw you. There's a neck injury it's it's he's uh, he's missing a hand and oddly <laughs> he, he gained a foot there's like three feet one hand now he's I've put on 13 pounds it's been awful uh, yeah it's been horrible and you shaved and that's so that's mental um yes. anyway okay tom got hit by a car and he said this to me which i thought was fascinating he's laying on the ground right and he's disoriented and what was my fault what's going on what just happened you know all that stuff right the world just got all jumbled around you know all this and a, a girl Tom carries around this notebook with him incessantly wherever he goes. And he writes his little thoughts in it and he doodles in it. Right. And she came over and handed it back to him yeah. and said, I like your doodles. Right. That's yes. what she, she said. Like,
1: oh, I like your doodles on here. And I was you like, like your doodles. And I, something about that cheered me up. I don't know why. I was like, I just,
0: that's a neat thing. Yeah, it's, it's
1: like, why would she notice that? That's interesting. Like,
0: well, all these people are, are around you. Like, are you okay? Are you okay? That's, that's adds to the, the craziness of the situation. And one girl handed you your notebook and said, I like your doodles. That's a human connection. That's, uh, that's not, Oh my God, what happened? Ah, fire ambulance, ambulance is crazy. Fire. One girl looked at you and said, I like your doodles. Right. right. You know, I can I I like that story. I remembered it. You told it to me forty eight hours ago.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it was. I it's kind of sticks with me through the thing. There was a, exactly some of that screaming that you're talking about, and she sure. was one of them. But then later, like they're just standing around. Everybody's giving their things to the cops and blah blah blah. And yeah, it was kind so of. So let cool. me ask
0: you this: your little doodles is that art? Yeah, I guess so. Of course, it's art.
1: I haven't really thought. I mean, I hadn't. I didn't. I don't. You don't really think about it that way. It's just doodling and draw. Yeah, but some of it's like. Uh, I want to try to draw this thing that I'm looking at in a book or whatever. Yeah.
0: Right. And it's art. I mean, now you can get into the argument of, uh, you know, is that a good movie? Is it a bad movie? Is it an art movie? Is it
2: different discussion?
0: That's a totally different discussion. Whether something is good or bad quality or not is a completely different discussion than the base need and I'm calling it a need because it's everywhere. It, it seems obvious it's a need for humans of all stripes, all colors, war, You know, whether you're a, a guy in a trench who's lonely, missing people, or you're a kid who's feeling rebellious with a, a can of spray paint. Right. There's not that much of a difference to me. Human beings have a need to yell, I'm here, I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. If you want to mess a box car up, you can set it on fire or you can crack, you can take a sledgehammer to it, but they painted something on it.
1: You're right. You know, people, yeah, to, to make, to, yeah, you're right They're You're right. They could easily just take like a crowbar and be like, look at that art. Yeah. That's I mean, not you could destroy
0: doing. it physically and that's a release, but they didn't do that. They, people all over this country are, and then, you know, making these weird, sometimes gorgeous, sometimes offensive, sometimes r- r- ugly graffiti on boxcars or, or wherever, and then authorities are coming by and cleaning it up, quote-unquote, cleaning it up and covering it up. But you, you that's a, it's a waste of time because you're never going to stop humans from riding on the rock. They're always going to ride on the rock. You can put a cage around it, and they're going to figure out a way to get in there and ride on the rock. Right. You know?
1: Is that in every culture, riding on the rock, or is there – if that was in Spain, would they have to put it in a cage? Or would people just be like, yeah, you know, we probably shouldn't ride on that rock? Or,
0: uh, You know what popped in my head when you said that? There was some David Sedaris story somewhere where when he moved to France, uh, he was shocked that, and I hope I don't get this wrong, that the soda machines were not vandalized. Because he, he was used to living in New York where they're all like someone's tried to crowbar in, someone's broken it, someone's written their name on it, blah, 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 whatever it is, you know? And he was just like, is that an American thing that we just have to ruin everything? Yeah, right. Or is it... Because <laughs> he's walking around Paris, you know, not a small town, Paris, and noticing that these vending machines and soda machines are clean. You know, I don't know. that I don't know the answer to it, but that David Sedaris thing popped in my head when you said that. Isn't a American thing to write on the rock. I would say it's not. I would say it's a human thing. And I would say it goes back to, you know, at some point a caveman uh, looked at a stick and made something right, out of it,
1: like that great caveman art that they found to like prove men men were artists, like from the beginning of mankind. That, that's and,
0: breathtaking, right? And that Ca- that might have know, just
1: been some kid that got in trouble for writing on the walls. They're like, they, "You just ruined our walls, son." Yeah, it could have been. You're grounded for as long as that stays on the wall.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> he's, he's going, "It's art." His dad's like, "That's not art. You don't even know what art is." That, that
2: don't look like a buffalo. That's, me. That's, like a,
1: that's like a bull <laughs> oh, with a boner That's just you being dumb <laughs>
0: All right. And now it. we're like that's Oh fantastic. my
1: god look at this It's I the proof it. of art that's, so,
0: one things, I'll, I'll quick, That's one of the things, i would say this real quick, Low That's one of the things that if I had money, I would seriously, one of my dreams is if I had money, I would have one of my rooms, I would bring in an artist and have them converted into a cave with cave art all over. There's something about sitting amongst cave art, that primitive, beautiful, simple, gorgeous thing that just humbles me, makes me feel real small and, and important at all at the same time. Something about it.
1: That's an interest that's I I don't know. That just gave me like a when you said that, I was like, Oh wow, like that's like one of those ideas that you hear, you're like, Oh, you shouldn't give that away. Like that's a cool idea. That's like I'm cool surprised you don't see
0: that. Okay, we're gonna edit that out because no, no, I'll no. keep it. I mean you can't make money <laughs> you can't
1: you can't make money off. Find that. somebody who does right. petroglyphs. Yeah. Yeah. But that seems... there's
0: somebody somewhere who probably specializes. There's in gotta re- be
2: recreating petroglyphs. There's yeah.
0: gotta be an artist. If you had the money, like you said, okay, I got a hundred grand for this uh i'm gonna give you 100 grand and you like make this room first of all into a cave second of all, with you know and then second of all i want you to paint that cave just like okay you know the art with buffaloes and the handprints and the whole the whole thing there's got to be an artist that would be like oh i would love
1: somebody's done it in like for basically for a movie set they've had to do paint sort of that so
0: i would assume yeah if I had money, that's one of the things I'd do. Bring what are you going to say, a little bit, dude?
2: So, if all art—and I don't know if you agree with this or not—if all art is an attempt to communicate, all art, mm-hmm. whether it's offensive to you, whether you find it attractive, it's somebody communicating something. How much of you that do you think? And, and what makes me think of this are these shells. How much do you do you think that is motivated by our sense of mortality? That we know we're finite, but creating art extends our lives.
0: Mm. You know, my—I would say this, and and, and uh, if you ask me again this in eight months, I might have a different answer. But my right now on the fly is a hundred percent of art is about—we know we're we're gonna die. I would say that's at uh, I would say a hundred percent of it. Back to the macabre, Tom. I don't. I, you disagree? I,
1: I can't see how you go 100% on that. Like what, just would
0: you, what would you say? 99.8? How
1: much of that thought goes into any joke you write? And no, or, I'm,
0: not, or, I'm not saying thought. I'm not saying thought. I'm saying. It may not be on a conscious No, slope. Yeah. You know deep down that you're getting closer and closer. You know? So I'm going to take this spray paint, and I'm going to climb up on that ladder, and I'm going to spray my name. On this damn overpass. Maybe. I think the you older know? I
1: get the less I care about leaving the legacy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I used to think like, I at- gotta change the world and I gotta make an impact and I got Yeah,
0: but if you look at a lot of what we're talking art, it's a lot of kids. Not a lot of not a lot of fifty year old men dragging the ladder out to write to to write, you know uh, Catherine <laughs> you said is, Catherine is beautiful. T- you
1: said there's all not art. a lot of fifty year old men that are
0: climbing up on the on the overpass hanging upside down. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Uh, Writing Sharon is, uh, but maybe know.
1: they're doodling. That's, you know what I mean? You just yeah, said that you, was
0: art. You've gone from this huge thing to doodling. Now, right. You know?
1: So it's not about like, you gotta, I don't think it all comes from, I don't, I just, oh, I, would, yeah, I think maybe we, deep down somewhere in us, there is, is that, but
0: no, I think what the, here's the thing where you and I aren't, aren't exactly on the same page right now is I'm not talking about Tom's going to doodle a hot dog. Why he's writing these jokes and eating a hot dog. And he's, I'm not talking about, that's not, well, not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is why do you ever doodle? Why do you do anything artistic? you It's meaningless. All you have to do is wake up, put food in you, you know, and subsist. That's it. Art has nothing. It doesn't add any time to your life. It's a meaningless activity. But everybody does it. Salamanders don't. Lions don't, you know, the other animals don't do this. We are aware at some level that me, this little tiny me is not forever. So there's got to be more than just putting oatmeal into my mouth and procreating. There has to be more than that. And that's one of the ways that we're, we're kind of yelling. Art is like yelling, like I'm here, you know? I'm not talking about just the actual activity of I'm going to take a shell and carve Verdun in it. I'm talking about the reason that humans have a need to do anything like that at all. That, I think, I'm going with 100%. We know we're going to die.
2: How about it also imbues meaning where ultimately there may be no meaning at all. We're creating meaning because we have a need to feel like it has some purpose. Mm. There's some meaning. Yeah, Creating art is a way of sometimes saying this means something. Mm-hmm. I've created this art. I've expressed this emotion
0: because it means something. Mm-hmm. Even though ultimately. <laughs> the sun's going to burn out. Yeah. Even if we make it to that point. Even if we make it to the sun burning out, which I wouldn't bet a nickel on. But if we make it to that point. This trench art that I have, all this junk, it's going to be gone. It's it's not going to exist anymore. Forever. So what's the point? The point is cuz I'm going to slam my fist on the table and put my damn name on this cartridge on this artillery shell right here. And you're damn right it means something so for So why this wouldn't moment. why wouldn't art For this get, moment.
1: Why wouldn't the older you get the more the art came out because like I would like I would say a young person doesn't really even be- they don't really believe they're gonna die that's they're like not a, completely like, totally aware you, like,
0: you get you get more and more aware of it the older you get so
1: then then it seems like that would start to reflect then in your theory and how much art yeah iterated. i don't know
0: and my theory just came out of my mouth it wasn't something i thought about for more than half a second right but it seems like
1: well i like that's what i like talking to you because it's like well what about this and yeah you know.
0: and we we change each other's minds all the time <laughs> yeah. i love it i love it but it seems like the youth have more of a, I'm going to go out and, and create. And even like, I remember one time with my buddy, Josh, we dug this, we started digging a hole. You just dig a hole. Why not? We just dig a hole. Right. And then we get further and further into this thing. It was summertime. Right. So then we start thinking, well, what if we could actually dig a hole Where you could get in it, like literally, like dig a room under the ground. That would be cool. So then we start working on that, and then you get to the point where you're like, Well, what if it caves in? Well, now we got to build a structure. We got to hold the dirt up. Right now, this is no longer just a monkey with a stick. Now this is a human with a need. We've gone another place now, and when and then when you write your name. When you dig that hole and you are actually sitting in a hole with your best friend, Josh, and you have wooden structures with sticks that are holding up the dirt that might fall on you at any moment. And you pull out a knife that you stole from your dad's drawer and you write Stuart on that piece of wood. What's the point of all that crap? You know what I mean?
1: Did you use it as like a fort for a while after, when you, after you built it? Or? Until it
0: caved in. Did it cave in? <laughs> it did cave in. We weren't in it, but we could have been.
1: I knew a kid that it was like a friend of mine when I was little that was playing on a construction site in a in a um, basically a dugout hole in the rocks and stuff, and it all caved in and he Ooh. died.
0: Ooh. that suffocation would not be a good way to go. Hopefully, one of the rocks hit him. Yeah, hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. Why does this, this yeah. podcast, we always go back to dark. Yeah, But do, when we say dark, don't we mean honest?
2: <laughs> well, and we're talking about art. And, and art ultimately is about our condition. And one of our conditions is that we're finite. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that's a huge driving force. I, I really do. I think it's what compels us to create. I'm here. That That statement that I'm here, that mm-hmm. I've been here and that hopefully I'll leave some memory. And as I'm getting older, and I'm older than you fellas, so there is some thought to me that there's something more I want to leave. Mm -hmm. There's something I want to leave as a legacy uh, at some point. And I know it's meaningless because eventually, like you say, the earth will be subsumed by the sun, and all of this is temporal. Right. But in that brief blink of an eye that humanity exists, I, I want to be a part of it. Yeah, I want to be remembered. I want to think that my descendants 200 years from now will have some reason to remember that I existed rather than just, you know, there there had to be some guy before me.
0: Right. Well, all the all all today, we've been talking about this bizarre. Yesterday, we're in Frankfort, Kentucky. Ross, a friend of ours, tells Lowell about this crazy political story that happened here where a guy, a, a, a politician was shot in 1900. Right. Lowell goes home or goes back to the hotel last night, calls your uncle. My uncle. Your uncle, who was in Kentucky politics. Right. Gets the whole story, right? These are people that are gone. Right. And we're talking about them here and interested. And, it, you know, I think there is something to that, Tom. I think there's something to – we're assuming that warthogs don't know that it's going to end.
1: Right. You don't think a salamander's like, you know, look – I'm looking around for like a blue plant because he's like, I look really good in blue. I'm gonna run over here.
0: Look blue, you know? Oh, I can do blue. Cool. I'm gonna run over here and do red. You know? I mean? You don't
1: think that crosses their mind at all?
0: I would love. It would make me happy if they did. It would make me happy to think that animals have that level of consciousness. That they're. But I, you know, we don't see it. We don't know. We can at best we can say we're hopeful. We don't know if they do or not. Elephants cry. We know that elephants cry. You and they know, they mourn their dead. And they mourn their dead. And
2: they go back and visit where the dead and touch the bones and remember. Yeah. And-
0: so we can pick up these clues and we can say, yes, this is a, you know, a being that has some level of emotion to, and we can, you know, and we can treat them as such. Right. Whether a salamander is waking up going, ah, I can't wait for <laughs> spring because I look great in green. Yeah, right, yes. God, <laughs> fall gets on my nerves. I don't like fall. <laughs> I'm get on not as dark. Can I look all rocky. I can uh, can look at me. Look him. at me. It's not Todd, my palate. I, yeah right i would love to think the salamanders live like that but we have no evidence whatsoever to back that up you know
1: but he does know oh if i if i'm green right here i, I can eat better today like maybe oh, cool, but when i'm blue i like that kind of food but
0: the the, the word the, the word in question is no okay does he know or is it just operant conditioning more yes. Yes. because
2: in the past when he's been in that spot he got more food yeah so he returns to the same spot.
0: You know, so the mouse clicks the door that opens where the cheese is.
2: Pure Pavlonian response.
0: Right. But, you know, also the guy the young testosterone male puts the hat on backwards because, you know, look around. Everybody did it. Everybody seems to be getting laid. So I'm gonna push the door where the cheese is right. and wear this shirt. You know, or whatever it is. Is is there that are we're getting into a whole new thing. I think this has been a really good Episode I like I, I like the fact that we brought up a lot of questions that don't have answers and I I don't know what it is about me but I kind of I've always kind of liked that just like I like leaving a store going what the hell do I have in my hand you know with this it's some sort of shell that someone's carved into and I'm fascinated by it and then I sit down at my hotel and put it in the computer and two hours later I've read about this entire history of of these men, in, and I keep saying men and not men and women because right, this is World War One we're talking about. But there's not nurse art. Uh, I have not For seen Florence Nightingale wasn't right, but it's, it's fascinating and beautiful to me just to think that on whatever level, whether it's whether it that they knew that they're that we are the human beings are eventually going to die, and they were closer to it. Than they'd ever been in their entire lives. They're in a trench. And then they, it, that really pushed them to leave something. I want to make something now. Because I don't know if I'm going to make it through the night or not. Okay. Whether that's the reason they did it. Or they just did it out of boredom. Or distract themselves from the. Or to distract themselves. Or to, to remember this time. with their Whatever reason. I do feel confident in saying this. Human beings are artists. It's part of us. It's part of who we are. And it gives me hope. Thank you guys for being on this episode today. Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities is an on-tour production. Matt Holt, producer. Matt Holt also wrote that sentence. If you want to support us, please rate and review us on iTunes. Anything you do is greatly appreciated. You can visit our Facebook page also at Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. We'll post items of interest there, and you can chit-chat with other obsessives. I even stop by from time to time to see if I can buy anything from anybody. I've been Stuart Huff. If you've liked my obsession as much as I do, thank you very much for listening to me.